Ladies and gentlemen, it is the face of the heel, the mouth of the bout, the whole effing podcast, Don DiBiase, Donnie Wrestling, Donnie Mundo, Don Strowman, Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, aka the man of a thousand names, and we are back with a new episode of The Perfect Edge. A lot of things to talk about this week. One, I want to start off with uh, WWE messing with the Bullet Club. It's a fun bit for being the elite, but it's a bad bit for those of us who are actually fan of the be- fans of these people. WWE, just stop being haters and let them do what they've been doing. Let them put up the too sweet sign. Let them say too sweet. Let Cody have his name back. Stop kidnapping Hangman. Just stop with the antics. Let these guys be great. Okay, they're not signing to you. So what? You have, like, all of their leaders. You have Finn. You have Adam Cole. You have AJ. You got Gallows Anderson. Like, just let these guys shine. They're doing their own thing, and you keep taking their leaders from them. Just just let them rock. Like, stop it. It's, it's stupid. It's really, really dumb. And let them have suck it back. Um, anyway. Um, moving on. Going to start off with a little bit of the UFC news this week. We got UFC 216 coming up uh, next weekend, which is going to be really, really dope. A couple uh, matches that are going to be dope. We have uh, Demetrius Johnson fighting. Uh, who the heck is he fighting again? Uh, oh, uh, Ray Borg. He's fighting Ray Borg. Uh, I, at this point, Demetrius Johnson is one of those people who's kind of like Floyd. He's just like, all right, he's fighting. He's winning. You pretty much choose that. Um so that's obviously the choice that I'm going with. Um, Demetrius Johnson winning. Uh, just don't see him losing, man. He's he's had that title, the entire existence of the title being there, and I just don't see him losing it. So, going with Demetrius Johnson on that one. Um, I don't even know why, why am I choosing right now. Well, it doesn't even matter. That's that's the choice. It's going to be the same choice next week. There's no really, there's no reason to even worry about it because he's going to win. Uh, also on the card, we got Tony Ferguson versus Kevin Lee, which is going, which is really the blood feud of this whole thing right now. And this is like the huge blood feud of of this pay per view. Um, if you if you go on YouTube, you can check and you see the commercials and see the you know the back and forth between these two guys. It's super heated. It's, they're they're both super competitive. They're both being super prideful right now, and it's gonna make for a good fight. This is the one to really see on this card because you know these two are really going at each other and. It's just a blood feud, and you know, any outside and even outside of wrestling. But when you have in boxing, MMA, when you got two guys who just genuinely are competitive and don't like each other, even if they don't like each other or they do like each other, but they're just extremely competitive, it makes for a great fight. So, I, I that's the match of the card to watch. That is the one I, I'm really waiting to see, and I think that's going to be a great fight. Also on the card, the return of Derek Lewis, which I'm glad he's back because I felt like his retirement was kind of dumb and super premature like you just worked your way up the car you just got in the top 10 top five i think 
and you're retiring, which made no sense. It was super stupid. So I'm glad he's back. Um, he's fighting Fabricio Verdum. Um, he's much bigger than Verdum, um, and I think that he's going to win that fight. Um, Verdum is definitely you know a beast in his own right, um, great in his own right, but I don't know if he's going to be able to handle how big Derek Lewis is. Pause. Um, he's just a bigger guy, and I just don't think he's going to be able to stop him, period. Point blank. Uh, also on the uh, card, Paige Van Zandt versus Jessica I. Um, I really want Paige Van Zandt to win. I like Jessica I, but Paige has lost her last fight, which was a while ago, as if I can remember right. Um, she lost. I really want her to get a win. I really want her to get a push. I mean, this isn't wrestling. She has to earn her push. She literally has to fight to get her push. So I, I really want to see Paige win and you know go up in the rankings. But we'll see that night. Um, Pearl Gonzalez is also on the card. Um, that's the only other person I really care about that's on the card. It's Pearl Gonzalez, and I hope she wins as well because I believe she lost her last fight as well. Um, don't quote me on that. Go Google it if you care. I do, so I will later. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited for next weekend's card, UFC 216. And obviously, I'll talk about that again more than likely because I'll probably have another show previewing Hell in a Cell and that. So, yeah, I'll definitely have another show next week. Anyway, sorry for thinking out loud. Psych, I'm not. Um, next up, we got No Mercy, um, which I felt like there was no mercy on us viewing it because I feel like a lot of it was terrible. Um, the Miz versus Jason Jordan. Um, well, we're going to die right in it. The Miz versus Jason Jordan. It was very predictable. Um, super duper predictable. We knew that the Miz was going to win. There was a bit of doubt that Jason Jordan could win, but with the Miz to ride down there, I just don't see how Jason Jordan could have won at all. I just didn't see it happening. So it was very predictable to me. Um, not surprised to me, but at this point, the Miz is like super, super over, like, like fans are really, they really, really love him right now, and um, I think this just that's really different, um, really dope because I know he's had a lot of scrutiny for a long, long time, but just to see that he's over now with the crowd and that people love him and they're cheering him on, I think that's really, really dope, and that just goes to show like people appreciating him now, being that you know he's he's definitely like one of the best talkers, if not the best talker, um, on on Raw. Or in a company, period. He's just one of the best talkers, period. And just to see, you know, people are really appreciating him for his character and what he does. is just, It's just really dope to see. Um, other than that, I mean, the match was it was what it was. The Miz won. That's what it mattered, really. Uh, Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor. Uh, it was actually a good match. I actually kind of watched a little bit. Um, I liked Finn's cool gray gear. It was really, really dope. Um, but I am super tired of these two fighting each other. And I want it to be over this man versus man or whatever they're calling it. It's stupid. And I really, really want it to be over. I want these two to go their separate ways. Go fight other people. Go do other things. Go form the club and actually have members in it that walk down with you, Finn. Bray, go find your family. Just, I don't know. I want you two to stop fighting each other and go your separate ways. I'm tired of it. I do not want to see it anymore. So, yeah, uh, WWE writers work on that. Do something new. Hey, just try try some new things, huh? Something else. Wouldn't kill you. <clears throat> anyway, next up we have The Bar versus Baby Shield, uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Um, it was a really great match. Um, like I, 
and it's sad because I think the last episode I said, you know, you have three great tag teams, including uh the club, uh who um who I said, you know, these are three these are all great wrestlers and I didn't care. I definitely cared about this match. This match was super, super great. Um Seth kept kicking out of, you know, crazy, crazy dope moves that uh <clears throat> Sheamus and, and Cesaro were throwing at him. Uh, obviously, the the most pivotal point of this match was uh, Cesaro's teeth, uh, which I definitely thought were knocked out. I thought they were awkwardly knocked out because there was still part of his teeth there. So that's a very weird, I don't know, situation with his teeth going on. And honestly, I had to rewind it back because I didn't even, like, I looked down for like a couple of minutes when that happened. So when I looked up, I was just like, why is his mouth bleeding? And then kind of going back and seeing some footage, I was just like, oh, wow, like his like his teeth were knocked out. Uh, luckily, we know now, well, not luckily, but we know now uh, that, you know, his teeth were shoved up into his gums and he had to get them surgically removed and so on and so forth. And I just thought that was, this sounds super painful just hearing about it. So, um, but luckily he's okay. Luckily it, it's fixable and, you know, speedy recovery on that because that's just, that was just super cringeworthy, like. Uh, just to even see pictures of it, just see the the footage back, it, it was super cringeworthy. But luckily, he's okay, <clears throat> and he is rich enough to go get his teeth fixed, um, unlike some of us. Anyway, uh, we had the five way women's match, uh, which um, I mean, I liked it for what it was. Um, I felt like there should be some feuds coming out of it. Um, I definitely um, wouldn't mind seeing Emma and Sasha go at it at this point. Um, I mean, you can, you could have, uh, Alex, uh, Bailey and Nia do their thing again. I wouldn't mind that, um, being something, um, Alexa's obviously, uh, well, we'll get to Alexa. I'm not going to do that now. Um, but, um, there's mad, like there's mad fuse that could come out of this and you can have multiple fuse, but you know, hopefully that's not too good for WWE and you know, they, do what they're supposed to do. You had this five women match. You have, you know, a lot of feuds that can come out of it. Do the right thing and give us some good matches out of these, you know, women. Um, Nia took a very, very, very hard bump outside the ring uh, from the power bomb. Um, I thought she was hurt because her legs like folded over her head. Like that was a super hard bump. Um, so hope Big Fine is okay, and uh, you know that she'll be back in. The ring soon, and all her lusciousness. Uh, the Samoa drop uh, to Bliss and Banks was a super, super dope spot for uh, Nia. Um, I thought that was really dope. Um, Bliss the DDT uh, to Bailey for the win. Uh, I was super pushing for Emma or Nia to win this match, um, but I mean, really, at the end of the day, <clears throat> out of any five of these women, I probably, I really, I wouldn't have been mad. Even if Bailey won, I wouldn't have been mad. Um, it wouldn't have made sense if she won, but I wouldn't have been mad. Either way, any of these women who won, I, I really wouldn't have been mad. So Alexa keeping the title, I'm definitely not mad. Um, and seeing how where they're going forward, um, not a bad move at all. Not a bad move at all. You know, can't really be upset by it, can't be upset with it. So it it is what it is. Um <clears throat> moving on, we have one of the two main events on the card. That's what they said. It's not what I'm saying, that's what they said, so I'm going off of what they said. Um, and by they, I mean WWE. WWE. So uh, we have Roman Reigns versus Juan Cena. And, uh, I mean, 
for for two guys who are pretty much the most polarizing guys in in, in that company right now, John Cena and Roman, it was a great match. I mean, two guys who are scrutinized about their wrestling put on a great match. Um, nothing, nothing really you could say. They put it all out there. They had a great match. I don't care what you think about them. You look at that match, it was a great match. Period, point blank. Nothing else to really say about it. Um, I like Roman's new gear. The, you know, the gold accents was really dope. I like that. Um, I like... It was awkward to see Cena acting like he was going to leave. And, you know, I don't have to be here. I can leave. And it was just like, that's not like Cena. That's different. Um, so, I, don't, I didn't really like that. But, I mean, I guess it played into the whole story role of it. Um... However, I'm I'm kind of tired of these like false I'm leaving moments from seeing. It's like you either leave or you don't. Like if you're gonna leave, leave. If you're not really leaving, stop having these pause moments after matches and you know getting the thank you Cena's and the tearful looking eyes. Like stop it. Like if you're not leaving for real, just stop and save these moments for when you really leave. Like stop giving us these false leaving moments it's not fun like it's not cool uh just it's just like it leaves it oh is he leaving is he leaving we know you're not leaving yet like we know your last match isn't gonna be off roman reigns at no mercy like we just know it's not so just stop it cena and when you really leave then really leave until then stop leaving your armbands in the ring and sitting in the ring and taking long pauses and walking up the ramp slowly. Just leave for real or stay and just say bye or I don't know. Just stop with the false leaving. Anyway, uh, we had Neville versus Enzo Amore. Now, let's, let's, let's just go through the, the match. Um, Neville dominated the match, majority of the match, which was expected. Then Enzo finds a way to cheat with a low blow. Pin one, two, thrice, and wins the cruiserweight title. WWE, you could. What is that? What is that? What is that? Seriously, like, when I seen this, I was super, super upset. I was super, super pissed off. Like, really? Like, you're going to let Enzo win it? And I get it. I get it. It makes sense. You know, I guess for... I don't know. I just... I mean, at the time, to me, it didn't make sense. Obviously, watching Raw, it made a little bit more sense. And it was funner to... Well, more fun. Uh, for those out there who care about words that much, um, it was more fun to see how it how it played out on Raw. But I was initially pissed, super pissed and surprised at the same time. I was so pissed because I just really didn't understand like how why how was Enzo how did how did he win? Why did he win? And I was more so pissed because I'm like Austin Aries fought this man. Time after time after time after time, and then and never took a whiff of the title, and you put it on Enzo Amore. Like I was super pissed, and I just didn't understand what was going on. But like I said, moving into Raw, you understand more so why, which we'll talk about in a minute. 
Uh, Braun Strowman versus Brock. Uh, well, it was what it was, really. Um, I'm not mad at it. Uh, I felt like it ended kind of abruptly and kind of out of nowhere a little bit. But, I mean, it was what it was. It was a good match, nonetheless. Um, or a decent match, nonetheless. Um, I liked Heyman saying, Beast Among Monsters. <laughs> Which was, you know, only as Heyman can do. Just come up with great things in the in the middle of vocal supremacy. Um, I like Braun stopping Brock's first couple of moves. Just, you know, what Brock typically does to everyone in the first couple of moves. Um, first, yeah, in his first couple of moves. Just, you know, Braun stopping it like, just not going to work. That's not going to work either. Try again. Psych! So, um... I just like that Brian, you know, definitely showed that, you know, this is a different match. This isn't gonna be the same. This is gonna be what you're typical uh what you're typically used to. Um and really just, you know, really this is I don't know I hate to bring this up. I'm sorry, Ron, if you're listening. This is this shouldn't have happened. This is what should have happened now. Goldberg and what happened with Goldberg shouldn't have happened. This is what this is when the dominance of someone else dominating Brock should have came in, not with Goldberg. That was stupid. WWE, this is what this is what you were looking for, not Goldberg or Oldberg. This was what you were looking for. Braun is what you were looking for. But timing is everything, and the time is now. Um, also, like how Booker was selling, you know, Booker saying, you know, we're a minute in. We're a minute in the match, and Brock is already on Plan C. Like he definitely was on Plan C because A and B went right out the window very quickly. Um, Strom eating the suplexes and just you know choke slamming Brock, and then doing the power slam. Like it was like Strowman just had a game plan going in, and it was it was pretty much working majority of the match. Like never seen Brock get manhandled like this, not speared, literally manhandled. Um, so I thought that was definitely different to see. It was definitely, um, I mean, what well, we've seen it. Obviously, Braun did it the last couple of matches and the last couple of times he faced him. But just to um, see him literally dominating most of the match. And like I said, it kind of ended out of nowhere. Brock eventually getting over the hump and, you know, getting in some meaningful offense and then doing the F5 and winning, which was like, eh, whatever. But obviously, most people I know wanted Braun to win. I wanted Braun to win because I think him having the title definitely would be dope um, for the moment. And I definitely think he can carry the title. Like, um, Especially if we're not going to see Brock for a while, I would rather see the title on Braun and him just walking around being the bully champion and picking on people and whoever he wants to. But, you know, too too much goodness for, for WWE, I guess. So, moving on to Raw. Um, uh, Miz and Roman segment. Um, I like how Roman is talking now. I might have said that on the last episode, but I really like how Roman is talking now. He seems more like himself. Um, he also has something on YouTube, uh, uh, some sort of promo or something. Um, I didn't even fully, fully watch it, but um, just talking about some of his backstory a little bit and just kind of like it, it sounds so natural. It sounded so normal for him. And I'm just, I just like that, you know, that he's in this place now where he's able to talk and he's like the things he's saying, it sounds like him. It doesn't sound like it's coming straight out of a comic book, but it sounds like it's actually coming from Roman Reigns. Um, and he's definitely been hanging around the north side of Wilmington talking about, let's run it, let's fight. Got a little north side in him. I like it. But, um, yeah, it's just dope. And I, I think they got to keep letting him, you know, just talk and, you know, find his footing or his mouthing pause. And uh, 
and speaking, um, and, and, you know, talking, um, so, yeah, um, Titus losing in on Elias was dope, um, just, I don't really see Titus wrestling again, he doesn't, he definitely doesn't have to at this point, like, you know, just him doing the Titus, uh, brand thing is just super dope, I don't necessarily need to see him in a ring, not that I, I mean, if he's in a ring, whatever, but, um, him losing on Elias was definitely dope, and, you know, just, I don't even, it's funny just kind of see him lose it, like, you know, just because the guy's a suit on doesn't mean he, he was a wrestler, Elias, like, why would you step to him, you know I mean, you don't want to run it, um, but, anyway, um, Brian and Kurt Hawkins, it was super funny, just seeing, you know, Kurt Hawkins, uh, you know, saying, talking big stuff, and then, you know, when Brown comes out, it's just like, oh, this is game over, um, even the fact that he stood in the ring as long as he did was just hilarious, and then as soon as Brown gets there, he just completely books it, and, you know, gets out of there, and the fact that Brown ran him down, like, even, obviously, we know that Kurt's not running his full speed, but even the fact that Brown, you know, was, was, had a little good, he had a good bit of speed in his jog there, was able to catch up to Curry Hawkins, and, you know, choke slam him through the table, which is like, okay, cool. Chokes him through the table. That's dope. Then he throws him through the LED screen, which is like, wow. Like, that's really dope. Like, this is awesome. I hate to do that, but it was awesome. It's pretty damn dope. So um, just to see that, it was like really, really, really dope. And, you know, just kind of just added on to, to Bron being, you know, the destructive monster that he is. It was just a super dope thing to see. Um, so I'm super hype about them doing it um <laughs> Brown is just running loose all over the place man like and I love it so they just gotta they gotta continue to let him do it um WWE do not mess this up please do not mess this up um moving on has Strowman versus Ambrose now I'm one of the people who has not liked and I think if you listen to Matt Madness weekly show on the Matt Madness Network, as A-Law has uh, pointed out in this week's episode. Go and check it out, episode 89. Um, I've, in the past, said I don't like Dean. Not necessarily not saying I don't like Dean, but I agree with A-Law that I don't like how he has been booked um, before getting back with Seth. It's been pretty trash. Um, but as of right now, the stuff that he's done with Seth, getting the titles back, I like this Dean. I love that Dean went down there. <laughs> First of all, he sold Kurt, Kurt Hawkins going through that screen, like going in there like, oh, yeah, that's pretty bad. And then going down to the ring and then, you know, starting a fight with Braun and actually holding his own. Like, like Dean's actually kind of tall. He's not a short guy. And, I mean, he's actually – he's absolutely smaller than, than Braun, but he's not short. So he kind of held his own height-wise with, with Braun. Um, but I just definitely like that he sold the destruction from Brian. Um, I definitely like that he was putting up a good fight. He was persevering throughout the fight. He, you know, wasn't dying right away. Uh, at least, you know, getting some, some offense in. So that was really dope. Um, and I just think it's the most exciting solo thing that Dean has done in a while. Um, so I don't know. I just thought I really enjoyed it. Um, especially for, for feeling that, you know, seeing Dean Ambrose on his own in the segment or in a match and it not really boring me or, you know, being dull. Um, I really enjoyed it. So, I mean, keep it rolling. Keep it rolling with that WWE. I thought that was a good part. So, um, 
yeah, moving on. Moving on to the excellent, fine, lovely Mickey James coming down confronting Alexa Bliss. Mickey James, by God, you were looking good, girl. Looking like a snack. Anyway. Um, I like that she finally came down, got a little bit of shine, wasn't, you know, being thrown around the ring by Nia Jax along with Dana Brooke. Um, but actually coming down, having the confidence, you know what I mean, having that swagger and looking absolutely stunning. All right, let me chill. Anyway, um, I like the the training bar, uh, train, training bra, come on, all right, training bra bit, um, and Alexa completely sold that, like. Her, Alexa has the best facial expressions in the business. Um, definitely sold that. Um, I like the banter back and forth. It's definitely good banter. Um, and it definitely made me excited. Like I'm, I want to see what they're gonna, you know, do in the next, you know, couple of weeks building up. I guess, I'm guessing this is going to go into the next pay per view. I'm hoping. Um, I guess I don't know. Um, I would hope so. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, I want them to do it at the next pay per view because I don't want to see them do this on Raw and then Mickey not win. Because I actually want Mickey to win because I have a bias for Mickey James, as everyone should know by now. So yeah, I want to see Mickey win. Um, and Mickey has some. I mean, there's no secret she has some really really dope kicks, and I was super surprised that she kicked Alexa because she had heels on. So. Yeah, that was just that was I found that very interesting like, that she would kick Alexa and she had heels on, but you know, they're professional wrestlers, sports entertainers. Anyway, so um, I, why is Goldust beating up Finn Balor? I uh, really want to know why Goldust is beating up Finn Balor. I do not want my Goldust beating up my Finn Balor. So. I don't know what that's about WWE. I didn't enjoy that match. I didn't even watch it. I skipped through it. I think they fought. I don't even remember. That's how much I didn't want to see it. So anyway, um, so we had the Miz versus Roman Reigns. We had the Mistarage beating up Roman Reigns, which was obviously the best part of that match. Um, beating him up viciously. And, I mean, what else did you expect? It's kind of like karma coming back to Roman a little bit for the stuff that they did in the Shield. And to have those three guys, The Miz and uh, Axel and and Bo, beating him up as viciously as they did. I don't know. I just thought it was really dope. Obviously, Roman can handle He's a big guy, and he has, like, a whole Shield vest on or whatever, bulletproof straight jacket, whatever. It's huge. So obviously I doubt he felt a lot of that impact. Um, but I don't know, I just thought it was really dope. I thought them doing the shield hand gesture was super dope. It was definitely telling for the for the storyline. Um I don't know if I wanna see the shield reunite against them, but I mean it, it would be a three on three match. So I guess that's what's gonna happen. Um 
I would rather them wait till like Sanity or somebody comes up. It'd be more appealing. You have this, you know, Sanity come up. They're causing complete anarchy on the on the main roster. The Shield, the Hounds of Justice, come back together to put the the group of Sanity down. And I mean, this is just great writing. But of course, the WWE doesn't like that. So, but if you got, if you guys, you know, want to use that. I'll send you my uh, PayPal information, and you can send me a check for giving you that idea. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, we had a Sasha and Bailey segment. Uh, Sasha seemed very tired. She seemed very enthusiastic. I don't like my Sasha Banks looking like that. So, I don't know if that was real or if, you know, it was just kind of her going through the motions for the segment or if that was her character. But WWE, I didn't like it. Do not show her on camera like that again. I don't like it. Don't do it again. Uh, moving on from that, we had uh, the Hugging Bosses versus Nema. We had uh, Sasha and Bailey versus Nia Jax and Emma. Uh, it was a really good match. Like I said, from the from the the women's five way, this should spawn the the um, the competition between Bailey and Nia and Sasha and Emma. I really, I'm really, 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 really want to see a good match between Sasha and Emma. Bailey and Nia, obviously, that's whatever it's going to happen, um, which is cool. But I really, really want to see a good match between Sasha and Emma. Um, I think they both can definitely put on a good match. We know that Sasha can put on a good match. Everyone likes Emma, and I think they can do something really, really dope. WWE, please give us this, and please allow it to be super dope. Um, so that's what I'm waiting for. That's what I'm rooting for. I want to see those two go against each other. Nia and Bailey, we've seen this before, um, and I hope that it'll be good too. Um, but I really have my eggs in the Sasha and Emma basket. Um, check that how you will. Uh, we have the Enzo celebration, which was super, super dope because you have the cruiserweights at the end of the show in the main event segment, which is really dope. It's unfortunate that Enzo had to be the one to get them there instead of their wrestling, but hey, WWE. So, um... I like the big the big cast jab that Enzo took, you know, because they won nothing together and then they're apart and Enzo wins a championship. Yeah. So um I just thought that was really dope for him to, you know, take that jab and mention that and it's 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 good. I don't know I I really hope that when cast come back that they don't have a feud again, but you know, it's a really good jab. I liked it. Um me personally, I have not been watching 205 Live religiously anymore. So it was really good to see Cruiserweights that I have not seen in months appear out of thin air. Um, guys, I, I wasn't even sure. They, I don't even, is that is that really all the Cruiserweights? Like, I, I mean, I thought there were more. Um, well, I guess they didn't sign them. So whatever. Those are the guys they signed. Cool. I'm just glad that I saw, saw, them, saw them and that they still have Cruiserweights in their division. So, um, I thought uh, Enzo jabbing at the cruiserweights was a good touch. Even though uh, there's some guys out there I want to see in the title contention, a lot of what Enzo said was kind of right. Uh, I mean, you know, Cedric being not having the charisma, and, you know, I mean, really, that's probably, as far as I can remember, that was the most. Anyway, um, I don't know. It, it, it kind of made sense. Um, just him jabbing on him and the stuff that he was saying. It was just kind of like, besides Neville, yeah, he's probably 
Well, no, I liked I liked when uh I like when Brian Kendrick had the title too. Um but I guess Neville and Enzo were the two meaningful ones who had oh, with the title. Um even though Enzo hasn't had it long, it's obviously been more meaningful with, on him right now. Um what the hell is Kalista? Why isn't he in the cruiserweight division? What is he doing? You're not doing anything. Get your ass in the cruiserweight division. Anyway, so um yeah, anyway, um, I like how Neville came out looking like a man possessed. Just looked like he straight out of the ring. Like, he was ready. He was tired of it. He was ready for destruction. And he just looked possessed. He looked like he was ready to hand out some ass whooping. Um, So, I, I just like the way that he came out. He was kind of, you know, moving himself along. I thought it was super... I thought it was interesting how he came out, the cruiserweights cleared the way, let him come through, and it was kind of like this guy's representing us um, against Enzo Amore. So I just thought that was super interesting. Um, and just kind of definitely showing the respect amongst those guys, like even though like they're in competition, obviously, and da 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 But it was, I just thought it was super dope for a storyline between Enzo and Neville that, you know, this guy kind of represents us right now, being that he's going against you in the title picture and you've disrespected all of us. So, um, even Neville coming down, um, and just kind of having, you know, talking a little bit and then just like, you know what, forget the paperwork. I'm whooping ass and whooping ass is what he did. Um, but I don't know, like I said, after, after the match at No Mercy, I was super pissed that Enzo walked over the title. But after this segment, it was definitely all worth it. It definitely made it worth it. I was definitely happy with it. And um, I don't know. Let's just see where it goes from here. I was super, super happy with seeing the Rings of Saturn. And that Rings of Saturn was super crazy. No pun intended. Because, well, I mean, he didn't do it. So it doesn't really matter. Anyway, that Rings of Saturn was super crazy because... He got so much torque on the end of it that he had to twist out of it doing a handstand to get out of, like, the motion. So, I thought that was just super crazy, like, just twisting out of it and then having to do a handstand to kind of get itself, like, off of Enzo, like, was super, super dope. So, yeah. So, I mean, pretty decent Raw after after No Mercy. Um, Might have been better than No Mercy, actually. But, you know what I mean? I'll leave that to interpretation. Moving on to SmackDown. Uh, we had Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens segment in the beginning. I mean, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, like, it's it's always going to be money. It's always going to be the go-to thing or a go-to thing. You can never go wrong with it. And, you know, Sami coming out and acting like he's caring. Well, I mean, per se. Acting like he's caring about Kevin and Kevin just dismissing it and completely digging a hole through him. And his accomplishments. <clears throat> it's just, I mean, it's gold, man. It's like everyone knows it's like Kevin and Sam and Kevin. Uh, Kevin and Sammy. It's just, you know, it's it's a go-to thing. It's always gonna be gold. People are always gonna want it. And it just is what it is. And uh, I love the segment. And uh I mean it kind of was what it was for the most part. It just built for the match at the end of the night. So um Corbin Styles and Dillinger. Um, I thought it was gonna be a triple threat. Now we see that we're going to get just Corbin and Styles. And I don't know if I want that for AJ Styles. Um, I, I guess. Um, 
and I like Corbin, but I I just really rather them being a triple threat because I feel like it'll add more. It'll allow Corbin to shine more. It'll give you know Ty something to do. AJ's gonna be AJ. He's gonna be phenomenal regardless. Um, but I mean, it was what it was, honestly, in my opinion. Uh, we have the Hype Bros versus the Usos. The Hype Bros got smashed and stepped on um, yet again. And who cares? Um, the Uso and the New Day segment was really what it was all about. Um, this is just a super dope feud right now. Um, Big E pulling the mic out the popcorn. Dope, super dope touch. Um, the funniest part of this whole bit, though, was just... Big E just stuffing the popcorn in his mouth and just the way he was moving. And it's definitely a meme on Twitter right now. And it's just super hilarious. Like, Big E is just super hilarious, man. Like, just him taunting him the way that he does is just super selling and super amazing and super funny. So, but I uh, can't wait to see it. Um, being in the Hell in a Cell, that's going to be super dope. Um, it's a lot of Hell in a Cell matches, I think, this 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 year. That's going to be, might as well just have all of them in the Hell in a Cell. Yeah. <laughs> in the cell. So anyway, um, Ortez and Rusev segment. Yeah, I liked Rusev's part of it. You know, Ada English did a good job selling it with the singing and making the anthems and singing the national anthem from Bulgaria, and it was just great up until Randy Orton came into it. Now you think, oh, I like Randy Orton. I don't care. I don't like Randy Orton. Uh, he's dull at the moment. He has a dope figure. I got, I recently got a dope figure of him with the RKO shirt, but that was when Randy was interesting. He is not interesting now, and I don't care to see him. And I really want them to make Rusev great again, and I feel like they're going to push Randy, and I don't want to see that. I want Rusev to get pushed, and I want Rusev to go over, and I want him to go into greater things other than Randy Orton. Um, Moving on, Carmella versus Charlotte. Um... I like how Carmella was being dominant for a good bit of the match. However, I just it, it just seemed to me like, okay, Charlotte obviously is not giving her full effort. She's obviously taking it easy. She's obviously not doing her normal offense. Um, but, I mean, it is what it is. Like, you know that Charlotte obviously is going to win. She has, like, a wicked boot kick. Like, it's just crazy. Like, super extending, like, her leg out once she kicks you. Like, it's just super crazy. But um, I noticed that she's not, like... I think her last couple of matches, like she hasn't won with either of her of her specials. She hasn't. I don't. Rem- I don't recall her doing the figure eight. I don't recall her doing the natural selection. So I could be wrong, but I just don't like. I know with 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 uh, Carmella, she didn't use it. And if I can remember with Lana, she didn't use it. She used the kick. So I don't know if that's gonna be like a new th- like special or finisher or what. But um. But yeah, I just noticed that and I thought it was different. Um, I love Natalia. I do not like her character right now. Um, so I hope that Charlotte takes the title off of her. Um, and they develop a better character and then eventually she gets it again. But right now I really want to see Charlotte with it and I want to see a better character developed with Natalia because I don't like her character right now. Um, we had uh well Dolph Ziggler with the troll of the week. Coming out with the Undertaker uh, entrance was super dope. It was it was kind of believable a little bit at first. And then, like, once he started walking, I was like, all right, this is obviously not Taker. Taker does not walk that fast. You are walking way too fast to be Taker. Then you see the body structure, like, you're way too small to be Taker. You're Dolph Ziggler. Okay. This is still dope because you're still trolling. And it's pretty dope that we get to see 
Taker's entrance or something of him. So, um, him coming out and, you know, doing what he does, what he's been doing. Um, Rue coming out afterwards, uh, probably one of the best, well, it's not probably one of the best, it is one of the best entrances um, in the business right now, in that business as well, um, coming out, and we already knew this was coming, you know, he's making fun of entrances, Bobby has one of the best entrances, Dobbs saying, you know, does he have the interest check, does he have the look check, can he hang with him? No, and I gotta agree with Dolph. I don't think Bobby is his movesets are kind of eh. so. I'll be interested to see if he's gonna turn it up or if he's gonna leave it down because I don't know. Me personally, I don't feel like he's done anything wrestling wise significant in NXT. I feel like he's pretty much just been a great entrance, um, he's a great character. But his wrestling is much more to be desired. So, um, I'm interested to see what they do. But um, I think at this point, I think Dolph's contract is coming up soon. And it wouldn't kill Dolph to leave and go to the Indies. He would definitely kill in the Indies. Uh, he would definitely be main event material somewhere else um, and do some dope things. So, I wouldn't be mad if Dolph, at, with, with Dolph leaving and going somewhere else and just killing. I mean... It's, it's just apparent. Like, he can go anywhere else and be super dope and kill there. So, I don't know. That's just what I think, and that's what I think is going to happen. And, I mean, it wouldn't kill him. There's, there's a bunch of other people who I think are eventually are going to end up leaving, whether they get cut or they opt out of their contract. Um, but um, Darren Young being one of them because no one knows where he is or what he's doing. And they didn't make him great again. So, I don't see him being on the roster much longer either. Um, anyway, um, last but not least, um, KO and Zane, which, I mean, it's typical KO and Zane. It's going to be a great match. It's going to be good stuff. They know each other inside and out. So, obviously, it's going to be super dope what they do. Um, Shane coming and and saving Sammy from destruction of Kevin Owens. Get it. Um, well, destruction. Kevin Owens doing to Sami Zayn yet again. And Shane coming out and just kept Kevin Owens saying, Come on, motherfucker. And they bleeped it out. Like it was just so good. Like, like it was just such it was Kevin Steen-esque. Super Kevin Steen-esque. And it was super dope. And I was just I cracked up because I just thought it was a super dope moment. <laughs> just for Kevin Owens just to yell out, Come on, motherfucker. And it was just super dope. So uh and it's just super crazy seeing him uh, toss Sammy into Shane and both of them getting hurt from it and Kevin just hightailing it out of there, going through the crowd. I just thought it was super dope. Um, and it was a super good segment. Kevin Owens can do no wrong, like I said before. The dude is just hes just television gold. He was meant to be there. He's meant to do great things, and that's just what we're going to get from Kevin. And we've already known that. So it's just like, or anybody who's watched him in the indies and seen him come up and just... Know that you know he's talking gold. He's he's visual gold. The dude can do no wrong, and that's just what it is. Um, so, well, that's the end of the show, guys. This week, trying to see if there's anything else I want to touch on. Pause. Nope, that's it. Um, so next week we got uh UFC two sixteen coming up. We have Hell in a Cell coming up, so there will be a preview show for that. 
Um, also started watching uh, the latest ROH uh, event. Uh, skipping my mind right now, but um, I'll probably do a review on that, even though it'll be two weeks late. I'm going to do a review anyway, because no one can stop me. Um, and, yeah, just... Anyway, so make sure you guys go and check out False Count Anywhere. Make sure you go check out the Matt Madness weekly show. Um, we haven't had any unsanctions, so don't have to listen to that. But you can. We have back episodes, so you can go check out those back episodes of Unsanctioned on the Matt Madness Network. We also have uh, some clothing out there. Uh, I forgot which site it is, but if you go to our site, you can look it up from there, huh? Yeah, sorry guys, I completely forgot. I'm not good at plugging things, at least not right now. So anyway, uh, Matt Manis Gear is out there. Go and Google it. Um, we're taking over the world. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, yeah, and... Damn. All right. Um... Anyway, anyway, this has been the face of the hill. I'm out for the bout, the whole effing podcast. Don DiBiase, Donnie Wrestling, Donnie Mundo, Don Strowman, Donovan, the low down Lloyd. And this has been another episode of The Perfect Edge. Holla! If you hear me! This is bigger than me. Yeah, I'm just making it clear. Give me the space in the clear. When you see I appear, got that black and white gear. And we in the fifth gear. And you know we don't care if they whip or they against. We don't mean to make offense, but yo, we mean with our offense. The scene is finna switch. My team got it on clinch. If the scene that you went green, then we gon' lean at your expense. This angle, but has a twist. It's the hill one for a real one. Left lane deals for a real one. And they know the fake from the real ones You yeah. hear that guitar riff They switch up the stance quick They think we want Hollywood You can't understand it You see who I stand with My team is outstanding We came with a plan But see your plans with you handed You hear that guitar riff They switch up the stance quick They think we want Hollywood You can't understand it You see who I stand with My team is outstanding We came with a plan But see your plans with you handed